Welcome into Think Deeper. I'm your host, Joe Wilkie, joined as always by co-hosts Jack Wilkie and Will Harib. And got a fantastic episode for you today, one that is very serious that um, I think we've covered some of this before, but uh, we wanted to kind of come back around to the it. Urgency one of these, is the urgency The urgency yeah. is very, yeah, it's ramped up. And I think one of these things we covered on Think Fast, if you followed us there. But before we get into the episode, uh, of course, a reminder that Jack's episode or Jack's uh, podcast, other podcast, uh, get... Who let the dogma out? Man, yeah. Who let the dogma out? Still killing. How do you me. forget that name? <laughs> uh, seriously. Um, or the logo. I mean, the orange and the dog stands out. But uh, yeah, that has started back up. Correct. Um, correct. So yeah, and they got a uh, a new guy on there, and so I think Will, you were recently catching up on some episodes. I have some catching up to do. I don't think I got through all of them from season one. So if you haven't, make sure be like Will. Not like me. Um, go back, catch up on season one, and uh, prep yourself for season two. But, fellas, anything we uh, want to get into? Well, we did uh, New Age was episode one. Came out a couple weeks ago. Last week, uh, Creeds and Confessions, uh, which I, I think the conclusion of that might uh, surprise some people. So ah. uh, go check that out. That, like that, that podcast, it challenges you. Not that Think Deeper doesn't, of course, but there's a... Uh, go listen to it. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. You should have named it Think Even Deeper. Think even <laughs> <laughs> we got think deeper our main think, main think show deepest. and yeah. yeah there you go um but no good stuff good stuff and uh yeah so make sure just stay tuned for that be looking obviously um episode one is out i think you're, you're saying at this point yeah one and two will be out um by the time this comes out and so yeah check those out but we want to get into today's episode and jack i'm going to pass over you you're the one that had done the outline we've been talking about this amongst ourselves it's very much been more in the media recently, some things that have come up social media-wise. I'm sure people are aware of uh, things like Target going on. And so, Jack, get us into um, the episode. Well, it's June. I mean, it's Pride Month. Uh, everywhere you look, there's rainbows. You go down the grocery store aisle, everything has rainbow packaging, TV shows. I mean, like, you, you can't escape it. You get on Facebook, all the companies change their logos. I mean, all, all that stuff that people have, have been noting for years now. And we think it's we don't think it's ground. It is kind of the the prominent number one area in which Christianity clashes with culture right now. And so we wanted to talk about that uh, and and handle it, especially on, on the forefront where I think this is starting to turn. I think they've had a lot of favor, a lot of um, cultural cachet for a lot of years now, and there's things that they're doing that are waking people up going, wait, 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 I didn't sign up for this. And that is, and, and I just wrote an article on this for my Substack, uh, which is out, I'm going to plug it as always, churchreset.substack.com, uh, called The Plus in LGBTQ+. What does plus mean? And, and of course they mean, oh, for any of the things, any of the, the new Because the plus wasn't always in. there. Yeah, right. and the plus wasn't always there. And I'm just going to come right out and tell you that they're not going to say this. Nobody would ever say this. It's not official, but this is, when you, you look at everything they're doing, the plus stands for pedophilia. Yeah. That's that's what it is. They're not ever going to put, or, or they might they might be brazen enough eventually to put uh, a P on there or a, a couple of these other terms we're going to talk about here in a minute. Um, but it, it, there's there's no question from especially over the last year where I feel like they they feel like they've gotten the cover. They feel like they've they've reached a point of cultural acceptance that now they can this thing that was I think always there, which we're going to talk about in a little bit with the slippery slope. But now they can just put it out in the open of this is part of our agenda too, is including children in this. Yeah. And there's a degree to which that makes sense because 
grow up and I mean my, my daughter from two years old, you know, you play house, mommy, daddy, and, and you got the little kids, her baby doll or whatever else, and they don't like that paradigm. They want that paradigm opened up, and so of course they're going to have to educate children in it because it's not natural to children. It's right. not something that, and so they want it to become natural, and so they got to take it to children, but it's not just having children be accepting of it. It's involving children in it is what we're starting to see. I would say, because I would imagine that there might be a few people that are listening to this going, is this really going to happen? You know, There's no way that they're ever going to put that out there and, and try to promote it and be accepting of it. Think back to, of course, I wasn't born, but 50, 60 years ago. Do you think the people that were living back then ever thought that the stuff that's on TV with homosexuals right now, whatever, right. would ever be on primetime TV? Of course not. Think back 20 years ago, 10 years ago. Did you ever think that this the, a, a person like Dylan Mulvaney would be getting so much press right now um, in a positive way? Mm -hmm. Did you ever think transgenderism would be at the absolute height that it is in the culture? No, we didn't. Right. Um, and so if you're sitting there going, okay, well, all that stuff, but th they would never try that with pedophilia, you're kind of fooling yourself, and you're, yeah. you're kind of sticking your head in the sand. This is what's coming down the track. And the people who – there are people out there – us here at Focus Press, my dad specifically being one of them, who has called this out for 20 years. Oh, yeah. The fact that you know you start down the path of, of homosexual relations and, and, and gay marriage, I think Massachusetts in 03 was the, was the very first state to legalize it. You start down that path, all of this stuff inevitably follows. You know, When you open up the floodgates, all that stuff is going to follow. And so again, just to preface this, if you're listening to this going, that's, that's really not going to happen. Again, you're, you're probably sticking your head in the sand. Well, yeah, because it's already here. Go to Twitter. And look at libs of TikTok. Uh, like, this is in the schools. This is yeah. everywhere. We're going to get to that part. But um, this is everywhere. And you see terms like, and, and Jack, you were filling me in on, um, and I just wasn't aware of the abbreviations, MAP or YAP, minor attracted person. And then they youth switched it to person. youth attracted person because, well, minors is like, yeah, minors don't give consent. And there's legal there's right. legal parts to the term minor. Ramifications. Ramifications, yeah. exactly. But youth, hey, uh, you know, I'm in my youth. I'm 25. Like, that sounds a whole lot better. Now, they're meaning young kids. They're talking 10-year-olds and such. But youth attract person. They're already starting to kind of get this into your mind, subtly speaking. It's insidious. But if you're thinking, well, this isn't actually, you know, would that ever happen? Of course, people in America would stand up. It happens a lot quicker well, and a lot easier than you think because of how, like, they quietly, they subtly put these things in your mind. They're doing it in the public schools, and the next thing you know, it's on TV, and next thing you know, and they like train you. Why would anybody be step. trying to euphemize pedophilia? Why would anybody be trying to come up with a softened term for that if not trying to get acceptance? That's well, exactly think about right. how they frame it. With the homosexuals, it was, I mean, scientifically, we know there is no such thing as a gay gene, mm -hmm. it, it, right. it is not a thing. But how do they frame it? Sexual orientation. Like, they can't help that they are that way, Born right? This way, exactly. yeah. Born that this way, makes yeah. it a whole lot easier to sympathize with them. How do they do it with the transgenders? Well, that's how they identify. That's just, that's that's a part of them. That's who they are. And so it makes it a lot easier for people to sympathize with them by right. using phrases like youth attracted person rather than what it is, which is pedophile. It, it's, it's framing it in such a way that they can't help it. That's just who they are. And gender fluidity, again, opens the door to this. All of these things, as you're saying, you guys are saying, like, this is how it happens. We have to be able, and again, getting ahead of ourselves, but we have to be able to put our foot down and say, absolutely not. This is why giving any ground on these things of, well, there is a difference between gender and sexuality. No, Or let's not. use their pronouns type of thing. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, so Salon.com ran an article years ago, like five, six, seven years ago at this point called 
Uh, and all of these are in the examples and, and more are in the article I, I referenced earlier on my site. Uh, but the title of the article was, I'm a pedophile, not a monster. And his whole thing is, I'm attracted to children, but I don't act on it. And there's a difference. <laughs> but, again, the point we're going to get at with Slippery Slope is... We've accepted that framing with homosexuality. It's an attraction that you can't help. You were born with. And there are Christians, and there's this whole movement called Revoice, where they have conferences and all that, and, and you're a an SSA, same-sex attracted Christian, and you identify by that. Like, you, you say, well, I'm, I'm same-sex, or I'm a homosexual Christian, but I don't engage in sex, but it's the desire. I have the desire, and there's nothing wrong with the desire. Romans 1 calls it a shameful desire, number one. But number two, if there's nothing wrong with the desire then that guy's article on salon.com is okay. Right. But it's not. There is something wrong with the desire. Right, right. And so you just you open the door one at a time. Like you say, they're, they're euphemizing it with uh, MAP, you know, minor-attracted, youth-attracted person. There's there's all these things that are trying to legitimize it. And, and this idea that the plus stands for pedophilia, that it is inextricably linked to it, Look at them, you know, uh, inviting kids to pride parades and drag queen story hour. Oh, yeah. and, I mean, just uh, we're going to get into this they're whole list of kids. examples. Yeah, they're, they're targeting kids. And I'm going to do this uh, a little bit out of order. You know, Target is a, a good use right now uh, because the brand. I mean, they are putting out swimsuits for five-year-old boys where you can tuck your genitals and, you know, because that's what yeah. transgender. Bold swimsuits. Yeah, yeah, you know, things like that. And, I mean, like... Are you kidding me? And of course, there's been the backlash, and there's been you know they they've lost a lot of money over it, and but you notice these companies are losing money, and they'll 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 kind of do damage control, but they won't back off of it. Right. You know they they they'll they, Bud Light. I mean, all all of these things that are going on right now are they don't the, the, and this is why it's a religious ideology. It's not a, people say oh you hit them in the wallet where it hurts and they'll get off of it. Not really. Yeah. Well, you know that EI, it's what is it, EIC, Equity and Inclusion Score, um, credit score, basically a, a score that you get. ESG. ESG. There you go. And DEI. Yeah. And these scores that these companies the get. alphabet with these people. I'm <laughs> telling you what, all of the acronyms. Goodness. Yeah, it truly is the alphabet. Um, but it's the scores that you get, and so it's it's basically a wokeness score that the government, it's not technically the government, pretty much is provides and that's how much funding you can get that's and then you get these woke activists on the higher levels high up levels the george soros levels who really come down hard on on you if your score isn't high enough and so for bud light they're literally losing billions of dollars billions and millions with a b like unbelievable how have you not backed off having Dylan Mulvaney as a spokesperson but they're worried about that score they're worried about if we don't and they put themselves I think it's hilarious and it's a beer company so if it goes under I don't I don't give you know I don't care like it is but it's hilarious that they put themselves in a position where most people aren't supporting it I mean they had it I saw it was a case of beer for like it was like 30 cents a beer or something insane stacks pallets of it nobody can't buy sell it, it. Yeah. you know well but this is the thing and i see the the memes on facebook that people really think you know oh just keep it up the you know when they they and same thing with target you know they lose all this money they'll come around you don't get it yeah, they're, they're people, not going the, the, the people Disney, behind yeah. that like you said there's the the woke governance thing you know where the financing and, and corporate scores and all that there's that there's the religious element of it for these people of yeah. because you know to be a religious martyr they turn this into martyrdom look at all these bigoted you know right-wing extremists who won't shop at target anymore and look at yeah. us we're suffering for the cause they like that they because it is religious to them and the other side is there are 
perverse people involved in these things. Oh, yeah. And the perverse people don't care about the money. You know, it's, oh, well, if I take this pedophile's money away from it. No, it doesn't work that way. Right. And so you wake up, people, is my, my message on that, is stop thinking. And, and some of the corporations, sure, they're going to feel it enough and go, oh, man, we miscalculated. Let's let's redo that. Don't think that that, 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 that corporate support and shopping at certain stores, I mean, we're going to get to boycotting later, which I'm, I'm fully in favor of, but that's not where this battleground really is, is over a dollar. That, right. oh, if, if, if they realize, because the other thing is, there's way more money to be made selling Jesus t-shirts. Target's not going to do that. It's that like they're not going to replace the woke rainbow stuff. If it's about money, with Jesus yeah. t-shirts. Look at uh, Chick Fil A when they came out. They didn't even take a hardline stand. They basically just said, "Yeah, we're, we're not getting involved. We're not getting involved." And I mean, you couldn't hardly go to a Chick Fil A line that didn't take thirty minutes. Yeah. Chick Fil A's fast. I mean, it was lines around the block. If you wanted money, there's a clear way to get it and pandering to the Christian version, which used to be in a Christian culture that speaks to Christian nationalism, things like that. But in a Christian culture that used to be what you did, we have shifted culture to where, to your point, Jack, it is a, a bat, battle of ideologies and a battle of, of religions here at, at play. We have to be willing to wake up and see, again, it's not about the money. We'll just follow the money. No, yeah. not, not at this point. So let me ask this as we kind of, get back to the, the pedophilia side of things and how they're really setting the stage for, for child consent. Let's let's try to predict the future here, 15 years down the road, 10 years down the road. What is it going to look like? Because we see the, the groundwork being laid now. We see the, the influences through, um, obviously, we haven't even really brought up Disney yet. We know how active those uh, superiors are at that company that are actively trying to disciple kids. And so it's at that level right now. What is it going to look like to, in 10 to 15 years? In y'all's opinion, when it comes to, you know, I don't really ever see them being brazen enough to put the P on there, but it's not out of the realm of, of, of a possibility, I would say. What what do y'all think it is going to look like uh, in 10 or 15 years in the schools, on social media, with companies like Disney? What should we be ready for? What should we be prepared for? I think they're going to brainwash the kids into making it consensual where the kids, hey, they chose it themselves. What because we're already seeing that with, yes, exactly. Four yeah. or five-year-old, hey, he chose his own gender. And that they're capable of choosing is the, the right. whole point. Exactly. They're, they're, they're cognizant enough of it that it's okay that if a four-year-old says they want to be this, you got to roll with it. Right. Yeah. And so in my opinion, that's what they're going to do is they're going to – it's going to come out like maybe in five, six, seven years or maybe even sooner than that. Where a guy has has you know been doing this with a minor, with somebody too young, but they're going to convince it's going to go to a court case, it's going to blow up. This is my prediction. It's going to go all the way to the Supreme Court, and they're going to have to decide was there consent consent involved from the child from the child. And what they're going to point to is, hey, this child got to choose the gender. This child was clearly you know old enough to choose the gender, so I think it's old enough to make the decision on who it sleeps, you know, who he or she sleeps with. And I think they're going to try to get it in that way. In my opinion, that's how they're going to start shifting the culture. And so there will be a major court case on it, and I think they're going to start changing the laws. That's my opinion. I think there's also the state-by-state thing. Of You've seen, like here in Tennessee, I think it was Matt Walsh drove the, the Tennessee state legislature say, look what they're doing over at Vanderbilt to kids. Yeah. And all of a sudden it was like, whoa, we didn't know that. Let's start passing laws. And, of yeah. course, that results in the... You know, we haven't seen the manifesto yet, but I mean, we can all put two and two together of, oh, we're a persecuted people, so we're going to go out and start shooting people, yeah. shooting Christians. I mean, like, it's it's a battleground thing, but I think state by state, you're going to have states that wake up to this and go, uh-uh, no more. We're going to you know fight back hard on this. And then the other ones that 
are are on the other side who are going to lower consent laws. They're going to have those court cases. They're going to go full saying, speed Joe. ahead into it. Yeah. 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 I mean, because you look at the stuff that is already happening in the schools. Stuff yeah. that they're they're pushing the again the drag queen story hour thing the inviting children to pride the the what was it the Desmond is amazing or whatever the nine year old little boy drag dancer oh yeah, yeah. I mean just stuff that makes your stomach yeah turn. I was gonna say turn your stomach I mean That's stuff horrible. that they're destroying little kids lives even when I was in Texas in in Dallas there was a big thing over the uh, the the family friendly show they were putting on and how. I mean, just awful it, the whole thing was, and the people protesting it were the ones who got in trouble. And, and so it, that those battlegrounds aren't going to stop. And again, it's so interesting how we've gotten to this point in our culture where that is considered family-friendly at all. Right. With, you know, the, again, go back decades upon decades, what was considered family-friendly then versus what is considered family-friendly now. Joe referenced the libs of TikTok Twitter account. And I know not, not everybody's on Twitter, but if you are and you have a strong stomach, go look up some of the stuff that, that is on there about... You know, kids are in the front row of these things. Kids are the ones that are throwing cash at them. Kids are the ones that they are trying to force this lifestyle, force this as acceptable and normal down kids' throat. Kids are gullible. Kids are malleable. You don't think an eight, nine-year-old is going to be able to look at that and go, oh, there's something wrong with that. Probably not. And so kids are growing up in this culture where that is so normalized and so especially in the liberal states. Well, I'd say they... Kids do recognize there's something wrong with it until you show it time and time and time again. That's the point of normalization. To your point, Jack, a four or five-year-old, when they pick it up, it's not, oh, this baby must be transgender. It's like, oh, it's my little baby doll. Yeah. The girls gravitate toward that. My son's gravitating not toward baby dolls. He gravitates toward backhoes. And and, yeah. I mean, he loves that stuff. Like, But that's what they're doing. But you consider, if that was a woman up there dancing that way... That's called a strip show, you know, and yeah. and or a strip club, and you have to be 21 to enter. I have to show ID to get into one of those, but I can bring my six year old because oh, it's a man. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, it's disgusting, but that's once again, this is the subtle ways that they push it, and now it's not so subtle. And so they start with this insidious agenda. They they normalize it. They use these terms, youth um, youth attracted person, and we unfortunately as Christians buy it. I Jack, back to your point, and then we can move on in the outline, but. You know, I, I watched a video of a a, a friend that um, ended up basically saying that it was, hey, I have a homosexual friend, but they don't act on it. And so even in the church, and there was a lot of debate over, wow, is that is that okay or is it not? Well, you know, my friend is attracted to che- cheating on his wife. He's very tempted to cheat right. his wife. Now he's not. My friend really wants to beat his wife. But uh, the, the you deal with porn thing, addicts right? all the time. That's exactly. This it. is a, there's nobody going. You know, it's okay to have that lust in your heart as long as you don't click on that internet. That's thing. right. You're not you're not acting right. on it. But I know that you really want. We go, man. That's hey. You need to get some help. But instead, we don't do that because of the culture we find ourselves in. It is creeping into the church, and we have to put a stop to it. But yes, as we're talking, the Target situation. They're doing satanic stuff on Target clothes, six 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 and things on kids' clothes. The Disney programming, you go to Disneyland, um, just horrible the things they're pushing. They're bringing in um, drag queens and bringing in transgender into Disneyland workers, the, well, the drag, drag queen story hour, the pride parades. All of these things are attracted toward kids. Notice every single one of these is a kid thing, the target thing, Disneyland, drag, queens, uh, drag queen story hour, the pride parades. They're pushing kids, 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 kids. That's it, it didn't used to be that. It used to be in the 70s in San Francisco, you got a bunch of 20-year-olds, 30-year-old gay guys together. They did who knows what. But that was kind of their thing. It was in, in certain parts now this is wide out or right in the open, you know, um, and I don't know. I mean, it's just 
it's terrible. Well, that that gets to the slippery slope point that you know we we've talked about a little bit, danced around is. People were saying 15, 20 years ago, this is going to end up in all these things. And you remember, I mean, like how scornful and laughed off it was. Why is it any of your business what anybody does in the privacy of their own bedroom? How does it affect you at all if two gay guys get married? Like This is how it affects us. Yeah, because yes. now my kid, you know, I, I try to turn on Blue's Clues and there's a pride parade on a show for three-year-olds. Yeah. That's how, you know. Yeah. And there's this idea that people have. And, and this guy, James Lindsay, wrote a book called Cynical Theories. It was kind of the anti-woke guy there for a bit. But he's very pro-gay, and he's saying that, okay, they've gone too far now, so what we need to do is go back 10, 15 years and, and just get it back to where it was then, where gay people were out and accepted and pride parades were happening, but, 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 no, but none of this of, stuff. Yeah. You can't. This right. is the end of it because, again, pedophilia is the the inevitable part of it, and this is a very... This is going to turn your stomach a little bit if you haven't come across this, but uh, so... Fair warning before I get into it. Remember monkeypox in the middle of COVID was like the next thing it's going to take over and the monkeypox yeah. is going to sweep the nation and everybody, you know, like we got to worry about that. And then you realize only homosexuals are getting it. And they started figuring out it's only coming from these gay orgies where they all get together. Yeah. And, and so it's only spreading to these people. And then there were a few headlines of, this is weird. There's some dogs turning up with monkeypox. Yeah. And then, hey, this is weird. There's some kids turning up with monkeypox. Those stories stopped overnight. You didn't hear about monkeypox yeah, anymore yeah. because people put two and two together right. of like the perversion surrounding these communities. And and inside, you read their stuff, they don't hide it. I mean, this this guy, Milo Yiannopoulos, who was a very big pro-Trump but very flamboyantly gay guy, I mean, he did. He was a shock jock kind of guy, all kinds of offensive stuff. The only time, like, when his career ended was the minute he came out and said, yeah, young men like me are recruited into homosexuality. I was recruited into it at 13 years old, and it's great for us. He said that out loud, and that was the point. After saying offensive things for two or three years and not having his microphone taken away, that was the point at which his career was over, yeah. was yeah. when he said that out loud. Because it's it's the unspoken secret, but it, it's it's the it's out there. It's like, the, we know those things. It's the Epstein didn't kill himself thing and it's a conspiracy theory come on we know these things are happening we know epstein got shut up nothing has happened to his his girlfriend white whatever she was like we haven't heard from her at all no name she's, she's accused list or whatever, of, kid, yeah. of child trafficking to who With no clients there's, there's yeah. no names no clients so did she do or did she not we know these things are happening at the highest up levels and you're right as soon as this stuff gets exposed boom shut so down. so let's get into influences because we could go on uh, clearly for an hour or two about how bad it is, how awful it is and how you know we need to be prepped for this, but we need to really step back and diagnose you got something. I just want to say to yep. kind of wrap to put a bow on the the there is no neutrality. There's no going back yeah. to oh everybody's okay, you know, you can have civil unions or any of those compromises we had because what was the 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 catchphrase for this whole thing? Tolerance. Love is love. Yeah. Well, it's the same one that that, that's yeah. used for transgenderism, used for pedophilia, used for anything else. And so when that is your brand of, you know, you can love who you want to love and it's nobody else's business. And and the, the triumph of self of you can be whoever you want to be. Everyone can make their own choice, even a four-year-old. I mean, all of the framework that opened the door to homosexuality opens the door to the entire thing. Yeah. And, and so bestiality, I mean, anything you want to say, but especially this. And so that it ended up in this, it was inevitable is the yeah. point to, to wrap that up. It's boat. common so, sense. Also. Right. So getting yeah. back to the influences point. I just yeah. To... Like we need to step back and diagnose, okay, what is it that's influencing specifically 
our kids, kids in the church, kids that are walking away in droves, as we've talked about a lot. Because 20% of Gen Z, just to say that 20% of Gen Z now identifies LGBTQ. One in five. One in five. So yes, to your point, sorry, keep going. But yes, this is a problem. Yeah, yeah, no, you're good. And you think about what are the main influences? Let's start with the obvious, public school. Right. You know, we we had an episode... um, Last year, sometime I think it was in the summer, um, and it we right titled it. Now. We titled it "Abandoned Public Schools," and not our most popular episode by any means. Um, but we are firm believers that it is virtually impossible to keep your kids sheltered from the world, keep your kids sheltered from stuff like this if they're involved in public school. Because you can think as much as you want to that you've got the best school systems and your teachers are really great and they don't teach evolution and all this stuff. Kids are kids are kids, and they're they're looking up stuff on the internet. They're on TikTok. Their kids are going to find out this stuff, and so public school is one of them. TV shows, TikTok, all these things we're going to talk about. We need to diagnose what are the influences, but then we need to talk about what do we need to do to to mitigate those influences, to to really do what we can to to shelter kids and and keep them again just away from all this. So let's start with public schools. Again, all of us have have made it very clear we don't support public schools in any way. Um, Let's let's take let's let's go at it from two angles here. The first one being, I I don't I, I think this is a very small minority, but there are people that physically cannot homeschool. They physically can't they can't afford private Christian private schools. Right. What do those people do? They they absolutely have to send their kids to public school. Again, I think that is a incredibly small percentage. So, but for those that actually do, let's start there. What do you think? Uh, you just got to be hyper vigilant. I mean, you've got to know the friends, the the you know the influences, what their friends are bringing on their phones. Uh, the curriculum, what the teachers are showing, you've got to know the teachers really well. And, and I know that's one of those every time it comes up, oh, we've got good teachers right, in our exactly. school. We've got, our school system is really good. Our school is different. Yeah. Ours is better. Ours is, no, it's not. I, I promise you it's not. Uh, you know, you might have a good teacher here. You might have a teacher who goes to church with you. That's great. you got kids who have TikTok on their phones. Yeah, exactly. All of them. You've got, you do have bad teachers. You have curriculum that are that is bad. That, that it is inescapable that from K through 12, of all the teachers you're going to have, of all the textbooks you're going to have, of all the peers you're going to have, it's there. And and how do you end up with 20% LGBTQ of, of a, an entire generation? Because it's cool. Because it's, it's how fad, you get accepted. Yeah, right. And especially, I, I bring up critical theory all the time, but it, it's the dominant framework for our culture. If you're a white male christian straight kid you're at the bottom of the totem pole you're not cool your opinion doesn't matter you're not anything and and so how do you fix that one of the quickest ways you can do it is i'm not straight anymore i'm i'm a a part of an oppressed minority and so now you're cool now you've you've got that stigma off your back that you're not you know the the just stale straight normal everything you you've got something special about you there's a little star by your name and so, of course, they're going to go for that. And so you have to be hyper aware of that and, and grounding your kids in the kinds of relationships where they don't need that affirmation and approval. That's a great point. That's a great point. I was thinking about, once again, lives at TikTok. Go there, watch some of the videos, and what you'll notice is this is a lot of teachers. Yeah. There's a lot of grooming teachers out there. The, That's not the, to say every teacher. Pl- took down the American flag and had the kids pledge allegiance to the trans flag every morning. Kind no, of yeah. Teacher. I mean, those yeah. things, those are out there. And some of Joe, these are... Joe, Joe, that, that's only in like Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Oregon or, or Washington or right. New York State, of course. No, some of these are in the Bible Belt South. South. And that's where it's most difficult is 
they can get away with it because you just assume every oh well we know the teachers and we know everything's right. good and we're bible believing and and you have people that still think that evolution is the biggest issue faced in the schools and oh we mitigate that and we read dr brad Harris books and that's great it's like well good for you but have you considered again the kid influence forget about let's say every teacher is fantastic how many times are, are kids in, still have unlimited access to the internet? On that's exactly. Phones. Where are they spending the most time? School and online. And I think the average kid spends like seven hours in front of a screen per day. That's not counting schoolwork. Right, not counting schoolwork. That is hard to imagine. Like yep. truly, that means from sunup to sundown, when they're not looking at a teacher, they're looking at a screen. So if those two places, if we're looking at TV shows, which I think are they're still there, I think it's less common. I really do think it's TikTok, it's Snapchat, which is. You know, I've been surprised. I thought Snapchat was a little more out of the zeitgeist, but I've had a few recently talk about Snapchat back and forth. I guess that's still a thing. Um, but all of these social media apps, they're normalizing it. They're doing what you're talking about, Jack, where it's all of a sudden the cool thing to do. And everybody on TikTok, wow, this kid at my school, his TikTok blew up. He had 100,000 views. And what was he doing? He was coming out. Yeah. Things like that where who are you? Man, you go to school and you're bullied every day until you're in this minority, in which case... All the teachers, all the support, all the kids, all of a sudden you're you're like deified because you have done this. That's how we get twenty percent. And the the time is is past parents just kind of throwing up their hands and saying, oh, what, what can you do? Right? I think that's been the strategy for yeah. for a lot of parents is like they they get their phone and it's unlimited freedom. It's it's no restrictions, no no anything, no checking up on them and. While that might have worked 15 years ago, it probably didn't for most parents. But while it, you know you had the good kids every now and then who didn't get into trouble, the the risk is so high now that yeah. to me, if you're one of those parents who basically lets your kid have unlimited, you know, we're talking about public school, but all of this ties into the TikTok thing, the the influences that they can have with friends and things. If you're one of those parents who just gives your kid complete freedom because you quote unquote trust them, you are setting yourself up for for failure. Right. The, the time for that is past. There there has to be. You know, in my opinion, raising the the you're, you can have a phone at this age. What is it now for a lot of families? Nine, ten. You know, when they hit middle school, yeah. well, they got to have a phone because they're in middle school, right? I think we have to raise that bar. I think we have to. I mean, there's all kinds of software programs out there. You can be very diligent about what is on your kids' phones, but parents don't do it for two reasons: one, they're lazy; it takes effort, and two, they don't want to make their kid upset. They don't want their right. kid. You know, they don't want to don't bother their cool. kid. They don't. They don't want to be uncool, and so they just don't look at look at what fruit that has produced. Yeah, and I mean, believe it or not, you still can get a basic phone that's not a smartphone cheap service it can text it can receive phone calls just do that i mean it, it's going to save you a lot of problems now that doesn't mean you know I, I know the the first thing a lot of christians do when you start having these conversations about school and the internet and all that oh you're just going to shelter your kids forever in the face of this you got to shelter yeah. them to a degree yeah, sure. yes if you are not willing to shelter them you're not a good parent but sheltering is about age-appropriate ushering them into yeah. where they need to be and we're going to get to that in a, uh, about like steps and how to talk about it and, and all of that but you don't you can't just throw them to the wolves like you're saying handing them a phone at 12 13 years old you're gonna ruin their life you just you have to realize that yeah and so a smartphone i should say you know if if you need a phone to be able to get a hold of them go get that cheapo one go man go buy a prepaid phone i, was I mean say, like this is not that hard the lightphone.com I just recently heard about this from from a buddy. The I was looking at those for a long time. I mean, hey, super cool. No Wi-Fi. It still has music. 
It still has things. <laughs> look it up, man. I'm, I need to look it up. Yeah. I, like I was too. very close to buying one. Minimal phone. I want to buy this thing. It's got a headphone jack, got Bluetooth. It's got. The, anyway, not to go off on that, but these options are available, is what we're saying. Yeah. Where it is kind of a smartphone. It looks cool. You know, it doesn't look like a brick, like a Nokia, but we have to be proactive in that. But the other thing, to your point, Jack, what you're saying, like we have to disciple our kids where they don't need that affirmation. They know who they are in Christ. They know who they are in the family. They know that this family, man, I love you more than anything. You are like you are incredibly important to God. You're incredibly important to us. So when if if you can't pull out of public schools, and we're talking ninety five percent need to just abandon the public I'd say schools, higher than that, like yeah. and probably higher than that. But for those that absolutely can't, and I know there are those situations, be your kids' confidant. Be your kids, not your not their friend per se, but be the person that they're willing to come to and say, hey, ran across this at school. You know, this there's a lot of pressure at school to conform, and you know every every kid's making fun of me, and they're calling me, you know, whatever name. You need to be the first hearing about that. And if you're the parent who's like, yeah, I'm pretty checked in, and your kid doesn't tell you anything, and you find out big life events that are happening to them through somebody else, question your parenting. Okay, so this is one I'm going to put out to you guys: a question of how this happens, and how a lot of Christian kids, even if they don't go, you know, come out as, as something. Especially when they go to college and they'll come home for Thanksgiving and tell mom and dad that mom and dad are bigoted. Uh, you know, you just don't understand. Their and, views and, are antiquated. Yeah, we need to be accepting of these people. They're just like us and it's love and all of the arguments. You know, that they, they buy into that stuff. And it's from experience. It's from, I, I know, you know, my friend came out and, you know, they're, they're a great person. It's the same person that they all, they've always been and I love them so much. And they're not into all of this, you know, pedophilia and, and pro all of this yeah. stuff. And it's like, okay, well, Ask them to denounce gender-affirming surgeries for eight-year-olds. Let's see where they stand yeah. on that, number one. Like, we need to have that that ability to push back on those things. But before you get to that, when a Christian parent, you know, is dealing with their kid, is friends with somebody who comes out, you know, their, their, their friend is accepting and trying to get them to be accepting of it, uh, again, sheltering and, and watching over their influences, but they're going to have these influences. They're going to have these college friends and, and when they get into the real world and people going oh you just you had a, a poor picture of this painted for you these are just very normal people um in fact i i had a guy i was a i was going to a preacher's meeting with back when i was in texas and he was telling me about his daughter's friend came out in high school mm-hmm. and he told his daughter well don't hang out with her anymore and but then you'd go to the other side of well well jesus hung out with the sinners and all that and so I have my answer, but what would you guys say to that guy in that situation? I'll, I'll use him as the per, as, as the the set example for this one. Oof, man, that's rough. On the one, I mean, I see both sides of it. Personally, I would say we need to cut ties, and the reason why is Jesus was an adult, and Jesus knew what he was about. My ten year old does not yeah. like the influence that that presents. In my opinion is very scary. No, your your kid needs to be a light, Joe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he needs to be a light. Exactly. The, yeah, yeah. And when all everybody else is affirming, and he's the one standing up and is not affirming, then what? I mean, that just well, we definitely want to make sure that we're we got to be in the world, not of the world, and that means that we need to interact with these people. When you're older, that's something that an adult can do. A kid that cannot have those influences, the same way an adult can navigate a smartphone and be okay. A lot of them can't, but right. an adult theoretically can. A kid is not capable of that. So in my opinion, I would tell him, I'm sorry, but I, I am not okay with you hanging out with that person anymore because of those reasons. These are so malleable at that point. This right. might not directly answer the question, but I won't. it's something that I think ties into it is a video. Joe, I think your wife posted it on Instagram or something from Doug Wilson where he made the point that you 
it's going to be a losing strategy, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, but it's going to be a losing strategy to force God's standards onto your kids. The winning strategy is you get your kids to love God's standard. Yeah. Basically, the idea was, you know, and, and we're talking about a lot of this with the phones and, you know, I would say don't let your kids have TikTok, all this stuff that's like, that, that can work till they're 18, but if you don't get them, to, if, you, if you don't disciple them and get, get them, the heart. you don't get the heart right, you don't get them to, to love and, and to believe in what God has set in place as far as his standards, when they leave the house, guess what? They're going to download TikTok. They're going to buy into all those. So to answer that question, I, I do agree with Joe in the sense that when they are still young and they are still at that very malleable age, you have to make sure as a parent that they that they buy it, that they believe yeah. it, that they that it's on their heart and you're not just – same thing with, with the, the phone, the TikTok, all this stuff. It's not going to do you much good if it's just like, nope, not in my house. Well, what are they going to do when, when they leave your house? So – that would be my answer. Yeah, I think that, that Jesus hung out with sinners thing is such a popular thing in this day and age. And there's a really big difference in, let's say, the prostitutes that were around, you know, the woman caught in adultery, things like that, where Jesus was merciful and loving to these people and didn't fully distance himself from them or, or any of those things. However, that was still a seedy, shameful thing. They knew it was shameful. Like they, they engaged in it, like the, the, the women who were prostitutes and all that. But nobody in society was under any illusion that this was a wonderful thing. Jesus was not being pressed when he hung out to them or with them to say, I'm with them. I stand with the, the, the prostitute community. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it is such a different thing right. we're dealing with here of, okay, you know, you can be friends and, and you can, but it needs to be made abundantly clear this is not okay. I right. have a problem with this. And the thing about it is, if you say that, they'll distance themselves from you. Yeah. Because they're going to go find a million people who are going to celebrate them, as we talked about. They're, oh, they're special now because they're X, Y, Z, LGBT, you know. Uh, and so you being the person who won't do that, you're going to be, and, and that's something that is really hard. And again, a reason why to get your kids out. If your kid is the one kid in school who doesn't stand up and cheer when the little boy walks in in a dress. They're going to be ostracized. Yeah. Your kid's the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. They are. And and there were, you know, uh, people posting on a, a community group I was in uh, with that exact problem of, you know, my kid, you know, doesn't. And, and so... You got to realize what what kids are up against. We've, so, we've made this point before, so go ahead. I was going to say, so let's 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 talk about kind of all of us have kids at fairly different ages. I know, I mean, y'all are y'all have kids that kind of overlap here, but what should be the age by age kind of step by step process as far as bringing kids into this? You know, as far as you shelter them a ton when they're young, and the you know the it slowly starts to expand. Practically speaking. What should that look like? Again, you guys have, have kids older than mine, but we're all you know five and under still. And so we t- you brought in age appropriate discussions that you kind of bring them along when it comes to marriage. You know, being between a man and a woman, and and all this stuff. What should that look like? Let's say from the five to six year old range. Let's say from the eight to ten year old range, and then the early teenager range, so to speak. What should all this look like as far as the age appropriate discussions, the bringing them up in uh, you know God's standards. It can be done very poorly. What's the right way to do it? I would first tell people to look at the book Touchy Subjects. I think I've mentioned it before. Uh, the guy does a great job. I think it's David Dean and Craig Gross. Um, they do a great job of laying out kind of step by step of like, hey, we need to not just have the talk. We need to have multiple conversations. That's simple as, I think he tells the story. I may have said it before. Like at four, they were downtown. It's like maybe San Francisco. They were visiting. And they turn the corner and all of a sudden they're in the middle of a gay pride parade. With a four-year-old, like, uh, we need to get out of here. Well, of course, the kid's curious. What is this all about? 
And he just used that as an opportunity to, for to like reaffirm. There are some people that don't believe that you know in a in a mommy and a daddy. That's the way God created us, though, is for a man and a woman. Yeah. And just used it as a great example, a life opportunity, teaching moment, a teaching basically. moment. Um, to just reaffirm what's normal, to reaffirm what God created us as. They didn't give them the birds and the bees. They didn't have to go into how any of this works. They just had to say it for, hey, marriage is between a man and a woman. And you start training them up at that age. So at five and six, I would say, um, man, woman, and we're to have kids. And you know, then as they get a little older, everybody wants to push the talk into most of the time either 14, 15, 16, at which point is way too late, or they want to get a jump on it and tra- traumatize the kid at seven or eight years old. And so finding that sweet spot, you have to know your specific kid. You got to know what they're able to handle. Um, but I would say I err more on the younger end of what you decide to tell them of how these Too early work. is better than too late. Yeah, in my opinion, as long as your kid is of an emotional age to handle this, but you ought to be having discussions and building a robust theo- like sexual theology for your kid. Yeah. What does God expect? That includes porn, that includes LGBTQ, that includes in marriage, what sex is even for, not just how it works, but what's it for? Why is it important? Why did God create it? Your kid should be able to come out at 18 years old, out of high school, being able to explain the theology surrounding sex, in my opinion. Because we've discussed this before, the fact that the kids that do buy into this stuff and the kids that do have a kind of messed up, perverted view of uh, sexuality, what was the conversation like at their home when they were growing up? Probably non-existent. They were probably the parents that, you know, that's, that's awkward, that's uncomfortable. We'll just maybe maybe have a you know very informal talk with them when they're 14, 15. But other than that, we're going to let the internet, we're going to let their friends pretty much do the, well, the shaping of their worldview. Yeah, what percentage were taught by porn? I mean, like that that is In their yeah. their understanding. Porn of, of their friends, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, and so my, I guess my point is like that's the fruit of that. The, the parents that take the – it's just really too awkward and we're going to kind of delay it as long as we possibly can. Maybe we won't even have to. Those are the the kids that usually turn out with the again the perverted view or, or at least the accepting view of there's other people out there that are different. There is an aspect of like your kid does need to know about porn. They do need to know about it, but from a biblical perspective, you control the narrative. So if you get out from you know in in front of it and you're able to say, hey, these things are out there, LGBTQ, that's out there. Yeah, but I get to control the narrative about it. If I'm coming on the back end and my kid has three years ahead of me of all of this. Theology, or like this this indoctrination basically mm-hmm. and then i'm like hey that's wrong well they've had a Too gay late. friend yeah. they've had a gay friend since they were 10 you're coming out at 13 hey that doesn't that doesn't jive with what i know about my friend uh, daniel or whatever it may be right like he's just a great guy well for the last three years you're behind i want to be able to control the narrative so you shelter yes but you don't shelter to the point of your kid never knows about it. They will find out about it. You shelter and allow you to be the one that really sets the narrative of what God wants. So don't shy away from these subjects. Lean into those subjects. Kids are going to hear about it, see about it, whatever it is, one way or the other. But make sure you're the one controlling the narrative there. We've talked a lot about the sexuality side of it, but the gender side as well. We've we've talked about this with you know when we talked male and female. I had our episodes on that of. Teach your kids what it means to be a boy, what it means to be a girl. You know, Gloria, my oldest, the other day just said, Daddy, I think I'd like to be a boy because I'm strong and I've got muscles and, you know, just something like that. And uh, thankfully, she's not in any situation where anybody can hear that and go, all right, let's start. Right. Yeah. Because the sheltering that's going on. We, I just said, 
well, you know, you're, it's it's good to be strong. Now, boys are going to be stronger than you when they get older. You know, your brother is going to be, and that's just kind of how God made you. But it's also really good to be a girl. And I said, think about, you know, you you, know, you love all these girly things. Oh, yeah, I do. And I'm like, see, isn't it good to be a girl? Yeah, you know, like, yeah, that easy. push her femininity. Yeah. And my, my son, I mean, at two years old, it's so funny. I'll sit on the floor and have them run across the room and try and tackle me. And five-year-old girl, she's twice his size. I mean, it's like getting hit by a pillow. This yeah. two-year-old dude, he barrels into me, and he, loves, he grunts, grunts and, and he wants to take me down because he's a boy. He's, yeah. he's a dude. My one-year-old boy, he walks around grunting, like sounds like Tim Taylor, you know, and his little his twin sister is not that way. Lean into that, you know, yeah. teach them what it means to be a boy, what Accept it means it, to yeah. be that, what it means to be a girl, and, and so that's the first groundwork you lay, and yeah. then as they grow into the sexuality conversations and marriage, marriage you need to be emphasizing very early on, mommy, daddy, babies. You know, this is what a family looks like, and we've done so much on people don't want marriage, people don't want kids, people don't think that that's valuable. Teach that to your kids as well. Is This is another thing I'm writing on. Uh, it's the next article that's going to follow up mine on why you know these people are after your kids and the plus and LGBT+. plus. But the next one is... It's not enough to be anti-trans. It's not enough to be anti-gay. Cast a positive vision yeah, for what yeah. it means to be a man, right. a woman, a couple, a, a married family. Because we're fighting it with nothing. We're going. I don't like that. That's not good. I, I know we're gonna. We got to hit the brakes here. It's like, what's your Where competing thing? What? Yeah. yeah. What are you pushing people towards? In, in the other well, side, we blur and, the lines so much. Right. There's, there's not distinctions. Right. The everybody, church is not giving anybody. It's kind of well. Don't do that. So what should I do? Mm-hmm. Everybody is sexual. Everybody right. is like, we all will have this conversation at some point because every and you say, well, there's some asexual people. Look, everybody is is gender based. We're all sexual beings. So to give them nothing to run toward, and somebody starts questioning, it's like, well, don't do that. Okay, what do I run toward? Well, I don't know. Right. You know, like <laughs> they are naturally going to ha- handle this. We act like because we're afraid of it and we don't have the discussions. We're not having the talk and we're allowing porn to create this. We act as though if we cover our eyes and close our ears and you know just try not to think about it, it'll go away. It doesn't go away. Your kid will be getting, Lord willing, most of the time, will be getting married, having sex in the relationship, and we wonder why there are so many marriages that are backwards. They're not taught these things. And so is it any wonder why their kids, Gen Z, are going toward LGBTQ? That's why we have to establish, we have to understand why God created it. And as I've said before, I bemoan this fact before, every time I do premarital counseling, I say, well, why did God create sex? So many Christians get it wrong. They have no idea. And then again, well, why is the world winning right now in this? Because they know where they're going. They have a vision of what they want out of it. We don't. So until we determine what God's vision was and is, and, and stay tuned, we're going to do an entire class that we'll be dropping on here on um, Song of Solomon, God's vision for beautiful sex. Those things matter, and we have to start pushing that and, and getting away from it. Fellas, I want to move in, unless there's other points, I want to move into the last part of the outline because we teased it earlier. I, I would just say real quick, sorry to cut you off. Sure. Like, we need if if we could sum up kind of the takeaways for Christian parents about what to do because we we've hit a lot of stuff here. Um, the stuff that I would say is first of all do everything you you can to get your kid out of public school if they're there. Yeah. Um, delay the use of a smartphone as long as possible. Uh, don't let them have TikTok things like that. And then you know fourthly and finally, and I'll let you guys add as far as just a simple sentence takeaway type of thing. 
man, instill it on their hearts at every single age that you possibly can. That's what Deuteronomy 6 is all about. When it talks about when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up, that's more than just the plan of salvation. That's more than just, you know, making sure that they know the gospel and that they know what it means to be baptized. It's all of these things. And so that is, I'll be honest, probably the most intimidating thing to me about raising kids is that there is such a fine line between sheltering them too much versus exposing them to too much. And so, you know, we've thrown a lot at, at the listeners, and we're not acting like it's easy. A oh, piece of cake, no problem. It is going to be difficult. But anything you guys would have to add to that as far as just simple takeaways for Christian parents? You just got to become your kid's trusted resource yeah. on this, that, yeah. that they know that no discussion is off the table, that, right. that you are open to any questions they have, any any conversation, that they don't have to hide any of those things for you. But also put in the time so that they know you care, they know that this matters to you, they know that, this, that, that you're going to teach them the biblical view of right. this. I'll tell you what shuts kids down immediately. When you make something taboo or when you freak out. Glory Why would you ask that? Yeah, Glory right. comes to you and tells you, I want to be a boy. What? You do? Right. <laughs> Have you been watching Blue's Clues? <laughs> <laughs> Sesame Street. <laughs> I, but how many parents do that? They yeah. freak out and the kid goes, oh, I guess we don't Not going to go to them this. next time. Exactly. Yeah. You're done. You, you've lost your influence there. Don't freak out. Accept everything. These kids are curious. They want to know. Yes, they'll be curious about some adult things. Um, that's okay. Yeah. So, last thing. We've talked a lot about Disney, Target. I mean, pick a company, a Bud, a Bud Light. Hopefully, you are boycotting <laughs> Bud Light for other reasons. that one. Yeah. <laughs> that I was born. Yeah, that's right. Um, I just, you know, yeah. I, I don't like their beard. No, just kidding. Like, it's, it's a terrible... We're hoping you're boycotting certain companies, but... Every company, seemingly these days, every big company is backing, especially in June... How many companies, if, if you were to get on Google right now and just think about every big company, how many of those have switched their um, logos to, yeah. to something rainbow? Almost every single one of them. So, fellas, what do we do? What Do we boycott? Do we not? We talked about this on a um, Facebook Live. It's on YouTube. Yeah, it's, it's on YouTube. Uh, it's, you can go find Should it. Christians boycott the mouse? And I wasn't I, sure if we'd get in trouble for using Disney's yeah. name. but so and, and that was last year, and that was uh, – what was the con- – it was light year, wasn't it? There was something big that Disney was doing that were like, wait, man, we got to do a video on this. I don't remember exactly what it was. They've done so many things yeah. at this point. But so for the context of that, the, the video, Jack came down pro-boycott, specifically Disney. I came down not quite as hard. Joe came down right in the middle. Yeah. Um, a lot's gone on in the last year. That is, I'm most curious about you. I know where I stand. I'm most curious about you. So obviously these different companies, we were kind of have to take it case by case. I am pretty much on the Boycott Disney train um, at this point. Uh, my, my Disney Plus subscription is year-based, and so I technically <laughs> still have it. I couldn't tell you the last time I was on Disney Plus. It's been months just because I'm so disenchanted with them. Um, and uh, the elephant, what you did there. The elephant, there. Uh-huh. Yeah, nice. Nice. the elephant in the room about all this is is my dad, Brad Harib, has come out incredibly pro-boycott of Disney World, Disneyland. Um, I was going to say Dumbo. Elephant in the room, but sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, lame joke. You lose my train of thought. Yep. No, um, he's come out very pro boycott Disney. Yep. Um, and I got to be honest, I, I never see myself at a Disney World, Disneyland ever again. And that, that's you know, my kids will never experience it at yep. least while they're in miles that type of thing. But it's because of the the level to which they're taking it. And so, I think we can all agree about Disney. I'm very curious about your guys' thoughts for maybe some of these other companies, places that you shop, Target. Um, is obviously the one that's kind of on the forefront of people's minds right now. Um, but what do you guys think? I, I do want to shout out Chase Green. He's a faithful listener of Thane Deeper. He had an article that he put out on his Facebook. I think he has got a Substack as well, where he addressed this question of like the two sides of well, you know, if you're going to boycott one, you got to boycott all of them, and you got to be consistent. And I, I do think there is some credence to that, and there's also you know people that just use that as an excuse to do whatever they want. Um, so what do you guys think? 
I think there's a big difference. It used to be, okay, their money goes toward some of this stuff, therefore we boycott it. I don't know that I'm fully on board with that just because money goes to a lot of different places. There's a lot to go to Planned yeah. Parenthood. There's a lot, I mean, you will never shop anywhere if you're talking about it because some money will trickle to them. In my opinion, those like Target, those like Disney, they are so disgusting blatant blatant i mean it's just they're pushing it more than anything they yeah. want you to buy into in they don't want you to buy it, they want you to buy into it and well, i like, think that's the key and like jack said it's a religion for them so right. in a way you are funding their religion and i know it's it's not one for one because you're buying clothes or you're buying you know a a, a toy character from a disney store so you're, you're not but but in a way because that is what that they what they are promoting that is what they're pushing yeah. In a way, kind of backhand, you are funding their religion. That's what yeah. it is. So, so uh, yeah, I am. In my opinion, I'm boycotting uh, Target's new one. We bought. I didn't. I hadn't seen all this. We recently bought a waffle maker from from Target. That'll be the last thing I buy from Target, maybe ever. And I, I used probably. to. I used to very much be on the consistency thing. Like, okay, throw out your iPhone, throw out your Android. You can't even really have a smartphone. But I, I think because we made this argument before with TikTok, because people would come at us and say, because well, we had a Think Fast actually that said we said, hey, just get off TikTok. Well, Facebook and Instagram are basically the same thing. So are you going to boycott all of them? They're not they're the not. same. Not. And it's it's irresponsible for us to try to just equate everything. They're all the same. All companies are the same. They're all bad. There are different – Stephen A. Smith, there are levels to this. You know, yeah. There are different levels, right? <laughs> Jack, you haven't gotten in yet. Yeah, I was looking at First Corinthians 10 because I think it's informative about the meat sacrifice to idols thing where Paul's like, you know, if you get invited to a meal, sit down and eat. If they say, hey, oh, by the way, we sacrifice this to idols, don't eat it. Don't do it. And and I think there is that levels of like, you know, if I know that giving money to a corporation, five cents of it might, could, may, like, I don't know where it's going to end up. It could end up in the pockets of somebody I don't like. Okay, I'm not on the hook for that. If it's, you're walking past the gender conforming whatever swimsuit section at Target to go back there and buy a bag of M&M's, why? Right. Why? You know, like there, there, as you said, there is a level to it. There's, there's something very different. And it's the same thing with Disney where people go, oh, Disney owns a million things. All right. If I buy an ESPN plus subscription to watch, you know, hockey and tennis and baseball and, you know, you trickle that all the way back up multiple levels to Disney who down the other side of the branch of the Disney family on Disney plus is putting out a movie with a, a pro LGBT lead for five-year-olds. That is so far removed. It's not the same. It's yeah, not right. the same thing. Now you can say, oh, it all goes to the same place. Not. It really even doesn't do that, you know, because ESPN's operating budget is its own. And yeah, Disney's over the whole thing, and they have the valuation of the whole. And so you, like, oh, you're just trying to justify watching ESPN. No, I'm using that as one example of many of. Right. There is the direct uh, again, like man, this meat was sacrificed to idols. This money is. I used this one on our, our boycott video we talked about. Uh, a pizza place, you know, I think it's a national chain, has a thing where in the month of June, the little dessert snack cake that they sell, uh, you know, alongside the pizza, they say every pro every cent of the profit from this in the month of June goes to pro-LGBT organizations. I don't step foot in the place in the month of June, much yeah. less order one of those, those cakes. Like, right. it's just not going to happen because I know it would go directly to that. July 1st, I don't mind eating there. Yeah. You know, like, I don't mind buying one of those cakes, knowing that that money's not going to it, because this is living in the world and not of the world, right? right. You, it, the, the New Testament Christians lived in these pagan cultures where there were idolatrous temples, the, their neighbor was an idolater, their co-worker was an idolater, the, the business, every business you went to was run by an idolater. It's fine. You have to live inside that world. You can't remove yourself from it, 
but you also don't participate with them. You don't yeah. go to the temple with them. You don't and, eat the meat sacrificed to idols. You know, like you you separate yourselves from the direct uh, nature of it. But and I go ahead. I would ask, like, for all of the Disney supporters that are still going to drop thousands of dollars at Disney or whatever year, what what would it take mm-hmm. for you to decide? That's a great question. We're That's done. A great question. Would it take a prominent like a, a Frozen type of movie where the main character is transgender, and you go to the Disney parks and you get, you get kids taking pictures with the transgender you know Elsa or whatever you know as an example? Would it take that? Would it take you know fill in the blank? What would it take for you to decide? All right, our family's done because you step back and you look at everything that Disney. And again, we're focusing on Disney here, but everything Disney has put out there everything that the statements that they have made that they are not trying to hide behind it they are not mm-hmm. trying to bury it under the rug and maybe nobody will notice this no they are making it known they are actively discipling kids if that's not enough what is going to be enough because i i, I don't want to think about where they're going to be in 10 years and what would target have to sell for yeah you to, for you to boycott what would they have to actively be doing if this isn't enough to sell four-year-old swimsuits that you can tuck you serious? Yeah. If that's not enough, what will be enough? I mean, when they're selling Satanism stuff, go look it up. Um, well, yeah, it's the real boiling question. the frog thing. If 15 years ago Disney rolled out this entire lineup, everybody would have been horrified. Okay. Yeah. But it was, I think it was in Finding Dory. They put, uh, it was just, it looked like two moms together. And it was yeah. for like 15 seconds. And a fish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it was, it was oh, online. Oh, that, no, that's right. Know, that's right. It and, was online. You're right. And so, yeah, but it was just this split second thing. And then you moved on. And it was, there was a few like headlines about it. Like, did they just, like, it wasn't clear. And then there was a little bit more. And there was a little bit more. And there's a little, and then you get to Turning Red, where the whole movie is a metaphor for my body, my choice. I get, you know, I'm choosing my gender all they had that things. they had that short that was called out i think yeah what it was yeah. yeah yeah short video that and out, light year light yeah. year you know and uh well even like i think a star wars episode nine which technically doesn't exist i don't acknowledge its existence <laughs> but they had like <laughs> in the celebration scene at the end when they won two women kissed like way yeah. back in the background yeah, yeah. and like you go from that to just right out front but if you had jumped from in in 2005 everything that's on disney plus right now and they had rolled that out into theaters there would have been riots in the streets. Yeah. But because they do it slowly, everyone goes, this is fine. Being the, conditioned. The meme, yeah. This is fine. This is fine. This yeah. is fine. Yeah. This is fine. Oh, it's not that big of a deal, guys. And and then you turn to other Christians. Guys, you just need to get over these boycotts. You know, like you're judging other Christians or whatever. It's like, you're the one who's being, having the wool pull over your eyes. You're the one yeah. who's been duped and went along with it every step of the way because you have no discernment. It's and it's tough. Like I brought this point up in the the video that we did on YouTube, the fact that a lot of the my dad for I'll give use him as an example. I know he probably listens. He doesn't really care about Disney movies, so it's not as big of a sacrifice for him to boycott Disney. When you got parents of small kids, it maybe hey maybe it is difficult. Like what are you going to watch? You know, there's not a lot of yeah. really great kids content. So we're not saying that it sh- it's it's really easy, but we're saying again, I'll, I'll just ask, what would it take? What? Taking your kids out of public school isn't easy. Yeah, taking smartphones away from your kids while everybody none else of it's has easy. it yeah. that's not easy. Um, what shall down it profit a man? That's yeah. right. I mean, that, that's, that's the exactly question it. before you. Yeah, it's hard. And I, I think I mentioned this in our last podcast, but you and I have been talking. We've all been talking about the proverbs. And I really feel like the Proverbs and, and even Francis Schaefer and guys like that, it's a time for discernment. I love how you just said that. No discernment. This is a time for discernment. It's a time for wisdom to prevail. Can I point to book, chapter, and verse of you having to, to boycott Disney? No. No, I can't. Um, you know, I, I could probably make a biblical case. This comes down to the Proverbs. What is what wise? Is wise? Yep. What is the, the most discerning thing you can choose in this situation? And, and to me... 
that's where we live right now in the culture is we need people who are wise people that are discerning people that are able to see like to read the times and to know what's going on not having the wool pulled over their their eyes and are willing to make a change based off of that those who are screaming for book chapter verse you can't bind that right you can't bind that you need to stop yeah. You need to stop and you need to look at what's most wise because can Sol- Solomon, you know, hey, Dad, you can't bind that on me that I'm not supposed to do it. Well, hey, son, I'm telling you what's wise. Right. I'm telling you what's best. I am genuinely curious. I'm going to make this kind of, I guess, the group think question. Um, for those of you who are listening who maybe are not pro-boycott, specifically Disney, um, I would like to hear, you know, what's your side? Why do you think that boycotting is, is not something that you would do? And yeah, I'll preface that. Give us a reason other than, well, if you got to boycott one, you got to boycott them all. We kind of dismantled that already. Right. Um, but I, I do think, again, there, there are a lot of Christians who they hold the opinion that, it, that it's not that big a deal. I'd like, I am, I'm genuinely curious because I used to be the – I've never been a boycott guy ever. I still go to Starbucks, so, you know, stuff like that. I've never been a boycott guy. Starting to become one because of the agenda that they're pushing. And so I would like to hear from those who – we'll make that, again, the group think question. Great question. Um, if you are not boycotting, why? Um, anything else you guys have to add to that? Discussion? Yeah, there's a really helpful framing for this on the you know how far is too far that I really like. I've read before of that these are the stages people work through. One, there will not be any need to fight. Two, okay, there may come a time when it's necessary to fight. Three, it's too early to fight. Four, it's too late to fight. It's already over. Right. And that's what you just see with these yeah. things way too much. Is like because I remember in the '90s, my dad was very anti-Disney because he's like, look, they're putting cross-dressers in the Aladdin movies, and it's like. As a kid, you're like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, it, you, there's, but they, they somehow, oddly enough, in every movie had to manage a scene where a guy was wearing women's clothes, yeah. and you just think, ah, and that was the very much, we, this is not, it doesn't matter at all. We're not going to need to fight about this. And then they get a little bit further, and there's that. Well, okay, there might be a time where this goes too far, but you know, it's still too early. It's it, like it, yeah. is this really worth fighting over? And I think we've really reached the point where people are, oh, it's too late to fight. It's just. They're going to be how they're going to be. I'm going to keep going to Disney World. I'm going to keep going to Target. I'm going to keep... You don't have a line. Yeah, right. Figure out where a line is. Because, okay, I, I think this would be a fair statement that we would all agree with. If you don't have one, and, and to Will's point, figure out where yours is so you'll know when, when you will start. Yeah. And, and if you say, well, there will never be one, there's your problem. <laughs> right. And, and if you start calculating one, and like you say, okay, when there is a transgender lead in one of their movies, not a gay lead, not a lesbian lead, not a bisexual lead, when there's a transgender lead in one of their movies, then I'll draw the line. You'll start to see the absurdity of your position, number one. But number two, at least you'll have a line. Well, wait till you better tomorrow. hold to it. Wait till tomorrow. It'll, yeah, be it'll come soon. Yeah. To go back to where we started at the beginning, it's not about money. This isn't about we're going to bring Disney to its knees. It's not going to happen. Like I am with you, Will. You have to resign yourself to. I'll probably never step foot in Disneyland again. I loved it. I know you're not a big Disneyland guy. I loved. I enjoyed it when I went. I, yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah. I probably never will. Uh, Jack, it's nice and easy for him because he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't care that much. But you probably never will. It's not about bringing to the knees. It's about the ideology. It's about the religion. And I think Jack said it very well at the beginning. Like, don't make this a, hey, I'm going to take away my money and just show them, and then they're going to come to their knees. No, it's this is much bigger than that. It's yeah. very much casting your vote for you're going. I'm you're going into the sea. Well, here's the other thing we, we've talked about their degeneracy and all that stuff. At the heart of it, to get us all the way back to the start of the episode, there is the undeniable truth: these people are after your children. Yeah. If that doesn't make you rip roaring mad, what is wrong with you? Right. Like, what is missing in your brain and in your heart that says, well, yeah, they're after my kids. I know that. I acknowledge it. I can see it happening. But rock and roller coaster is really fun. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, like here is $800 a day to go to your, your, your theme park. And here's my $20 a month subscription so that you can put those videos in my house. 
Imagine if there was an in Islamic indoctrination streaming service. Yeah. Would you be paying fifteen dollars a month for that? I, I just uh, I I know we're we're kind of going in circles here, but I just if that doesn't move you of That's these people point, yeah. want to ruin your children's lives and and cast them into hell, and you're going along with it and saying yeah I'm I'm cool with it readjust get some discernment all these things that we've just said really really take stock of that and so yeah while know. your kids while while you're having a great time eating a pretzel and and going to epcot um your kids coming away seeing who knows what transgendered members coming up and what did they come out of there with you may have come out of there with cool souvenirs and a pretzel what did your kids come out of there with and what are they going to take home and what are they going to start believing based on what disney told them was okay we have to start fighting back at some point, and that's very much what this episode is all about, is please don't let this fly by and go, yep, real bad out there while your kids continue to go to public school when you could do something about it. Your yeah. kids continue to have smartphones at too early of an age, and you continue to push things like Disney and Target and go, well, this is fine. It's not. Figure out what you're going to do Look about it. Look down something the tracks. Has, pedophilia, pedophilia is coming. That's I mean, right. That's been the heart of this episode. That's, that's going to happen. It's going to take place. And so the time for Christians to, again, bury their head in, their, in the sand. Ah, it's really not that bad. This is fine. The meme is strong. The time for that is past. Yeah. I'm going to say one more thing. Uh, we've got some elders and preachers who listen to us preach this stuff. Yeah. Your congregation doesn't need to know the insides and outs of new heaven and new earth and who's a heretic and you know, PTP and lectureship politics and all that. Knock it off. Lay off this, the mechanical instruments of, of worship sermon series yeah. for a few this weeks. Is yeah. what, this is the battleground your people are facing. you got to equip them for it. you got to talk about Disney with them because these things matter. They're, they're curious about these things. Lead them. That's your job. That's what you're there for is to help answer these questions, help them navigate this. Even if you disagree with us, you've got to bring the, the conversation before them and say, let's think through these yeah. things from a spiritual viewpoint. And, and man, again, you got to understand the times. It is not times for you know, third-level doctrinal quibbling like we like to do. It's time to go to war and equip your people for it. That's right. That's a great way to wrap. Okay. I don't I don't know. I don't have anything else to add. I don't know if you guys do. Um, let us hear from you on, you know, obviously, Focus Plus subscribers, as we always say. Please leave your comments. Leave your questions. If there's something specific that you want to ask about, we will address that, as we always do in the Deep End segment. We appreciate you uh, watching. If you're a Focus Plus subscriber listening, um, if you know, other as far as otherwise goes, um, we're very grateful for everybody that supports and everybody that listens. It's a very important discussion. We hope that you will continue the discussion in your own home with your kids, with those across the dinner table, uh, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. But um, guys, if we got nothing else, I think we're going to wrap right there, and we will be back next week with another episode of Think Deeper. Thanks for listening. <laughs>